Welcome to Thinking Ahead, your leading edge insights podcast. Each episode reveals the latest insights on today's consumers and offers a sneak peek of tomorrow's marketplace. Stop guessing what's next and start thinking ahead. Welcome back to another episode of Thinking Ahead, a leading edge insights podcast. So this week, I'm really excited because we're going to take a step away from our usual topics where we talk about relevant trends and insights in the industry, but more so talk about the actual role itself and the industry itself and what it means to be a market researcher. So I know there's many of you out there that are thinking about considering a career in market research or maybe making the jump over to market research. So this might be the greatest way to get an insight or get insights from three people that have started here at GFK and worked their way up into different areas here. So let's just get started. So today we have Noah, Kylie, and Megan here with us. So welcome. Okay. Hi, I'm Megan. Um, I am currently a key account manager at GFK. Great. Kylie? I'm Kylie, and I am a research manager at GFK. Awesome. And last but not least, Noah. Yep, I'm Noah. I'm also a research manager at GFK, working out in the Redmond office in Seattle. Amazing. So let's just jump right into it. So the first thing, you know, I am a digital marketer, so I know what overall marketing looks like, but I want to understand more what is market research, the industry itself. So Noah, why don't you get us started? Yeah, I'll kick us off. So the way that I would try to like market research compared to more traditional marketing, we're we're the eyes for the marketers in so many ways because we have we're like the gatekeepers of all the data. So what we do is we gather, we synthesize, and then we help the marketers, but also other clients, right? We're not always teams to to help them make better business decisions. Great. Megan, Kylie, is there anything else you'd like to add on there? I think that was a good overview of market research in general. And then obviously we've all ended up in kind of a different, a different role within market research. Great. So, you know, I know that all of you've kind of evolved, like you just said, you evolved into different roles at GFK, but you all started as market or research associates. So why don't you tell me a little bit about that? What does that look like? What was your major in college before you, you know, decided to join or become a research associate? Um, Kylie, let's start with you. Yep. So um, I went to a business school and it was predominant, like just only business. Um, and I majored in marketing with a minor in sociology and then um, got hired right out of school. So the research associate position was an entry level. And we went through the research development program, all of us, and that kind of got us acquainted with market research and what GFK um, had to offer and what type of studies we would be um, doing. Got it. And then what specifically drawn to market research, I guess? Uh, so I've always been more analytical than creative. So for me, I enjoy seeing all of the data that we get to produce for our clients and pulling insights from that and then also helping to guide the client through decisions 
um, that will ultimately help their company. Great. And Megan, what about you? How did you get started? So I went to a business school as well. I went to St. Joe's in Philly, um, and I double majored with marketing and BI, which is uh, business intelligence. So market research kind of just fit nicely into that. Um, similar to Kylie as well, I'm not very creative in terms of the traditional marketing that you'd imagine, like advertising, that kind of stuff. Not not my strong suit at all. I'm definitely more acquainted with the numbers um, and just things like that. So GFK, becoming an RA was kind of, you know, the path I decided I wanted to try out. And I think being an RA was a great entry level position because I never had a market research internship. Um, I had like different kinds of marketing internships. So I didn't totally know what to expect, but they like, you know, it was, they did a great job kind of, you know, explaining what we do as a company versus like what other what we outsource and things like that um, and just like kind of how to analyze data and like GFK best practices. And then from there, we were able to kind of, you know, put our own kind of spin on it and how we analyze things. Um, and I would just say something that's really cool about our role, kind of like Kylie said about uh, driving results for clients and like helping them figure out business solutions. Like it's always really cool to see solutions that we've helped um, like with the data for out in the wild. like. If you see a TV commercial that you're like, oh, wow, I worked on a study that helped, you know, create that idea or like help solidify like this is the route that this client should take. It's always like really cool. Awesome. And I love seeing you excited about it because I feel like it is actually a very exciting place to be and things are always evolving and changing. So it's not like the same day at the job. It's always changing. Exactly. Yeah. And we have obviously a ton of different clients and in different industries. So you really get to kind of touch on a bunch of different things. Yeah, that's true. What about you, Noah? How'd you get started? So I did not go to business school. I went to <clears throat> I went to a small liberal arts college and I studied psychology and philosophy. I didn't take a single marketing class, um, data analytics class. I think the closest thing I got was psych stats where we used SPSS a bit and it was not one of my favorite classes. So. I was a little bit surprised at winding up at the RDP program, but honestly, it was, it's been a great way to start my career. One, it felt like because I didn't have that experience in undergrad, it was like, I can get my feet wet here and kind of get paid to learn because we had like a two or three week boot camp, and felt like it was a semester's worth of, of information that a lot of people pay a lot of money for. And then we go right into it and get to interact with different clients and really get thrown in but not to a point where you're you're drowning right like you have all of the support that you need and mentors along the way so that was yeah that's been that was an incredible experience that first year well so like you mentioned this role deviated from what you I'm assuming originally planned with the psychology major. So where were you intending to go or to be? And how did that shift happen into this area? So I won't go too into details because there's some personal stuff that was like, I really wanted to be in New York City at the time. I was living yeah. in Connecticut. Um, I was like, how do I get to New York or Hoboken where I where I wound up? Um, yeah, and I didn't I didn't see like a clear path with psychology or philosophy right off the right off the bat without <clears throat> without going back to school. So I felt like at least honestly with both degrees, there was a lot of 
there was a lot of overlap or could be um, in terms of how you think about problems. And so that was that was kind of the lens that I took to say, all right, let's go into something like market research, which is right. It is still a pretty broad field and you can you can kind of go wherever you want in it. And I didn't want to get pigeonholed right off the bat. So this was a great I felt like a great first step. Awesome. Um, I can say based on like your major Noah and even you, Kylie, like working in consumer insights is probably a great kind of lead into that because I mean within market research there's so many other like divisions and different places but I feel like consumer insights and kind of seeing how like the everyday person acts is kind of interesting as well definitely and I think that's what I like that you guys have all these different backgrounds and you know I know both of you went to a business school and Noah you went to a liberal arts school but it kind of shows that despite where you intentionally started out like this role does invite many different majors many different um, avenues that you might have not thought about initially. So I think that's definitely something to consider here. Um, like you guys mentioned, so you started all at the same time, started as research associates, but you moved through your career and now you're at very different roles uh, from what you started on. Or I shouldn't say very different. Some of you are different. Some of you have just moved along the track into different areas. So what did that look like for you over the last few years as you kind of grow are? So Noah, let's start with you. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been strange, right? We all started in 2019 and we're in person. It was, I think, for all of us, right, right out of college, first jobs. And then the pandemic hits like eight or nine months in. That was a huge shift and we all worked remote. We figured it out in that time. Right? I was I was still an RA. We we're in the RDP program. There was an opening in the Seattle office. So I was on, in Consumer Insights. The Seattle team works in the marketing effectiveness group. So it was a very different type of role for me where we're just working with one client, Microsoft, and like essentially like we're their pulse for their brand effectiveness, for their campaign effectiveness. I ended up working for the campaign team. So we were very clued in to all of their digital video social ad campaigns to help them understand how successful they were. So someone who is from, I guess, like the more analytical side and whatnot, and you're looking at social campaigns, which of marketing, how do you marry the two? So it's interesting. I feel like, right, when you think about the creative, like the creative part versus the analytical part, they're separate and they're meant to be separate. But it's interesting. I feel as though, right, we have all of this data about how the creative fares in the wild. And we need to try to bring those minds together. And that's our that's our task. And it's not always easy because we don't like one of the biggest challenges is being able to. Being able to like honestly have good communication back and forth between just like different types of brains, right? Like the very creative brain doesn't always want to hear about something that yeah about numbers that we're providing them right it's made more feeling based so that's been a really interesting but honestly with my psychology background it's like i enjoy that that process and that challenge awesome what about you megan how's your i think you've had the most significant deviation from where you started to where you're now 
Yeah, that's right. So um, before I was in my current role, I was an SRA on the Consumer Insights team, and I worked with Kylie. We we're on the same team. And for um, those and that don't know, what is an SRA? An SRA is just a senior research associate, so just one step up, um, and then it the normal path will go research manager, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yes, Kylie and I worked on the same team, primarily with tech clients, occasionally a CPG client here or there, but our team was definitely more focused on um, Meta and Google projects and things like that. So um, that was the kind of work I did while on CI, and I started to kind of feel like I, I was ready for a change, you know, just do something different a little bit. Um, and I was actually approached by Michael and Lydia for the role of a key account manager. They had just, you know, they hadn't even posted it yet, but they thought I would be a good fit. And when I worked in CI, I felt like I really did tend to connect with the clients, you know, kind of beyond the actual reporting, but we just kind of email a bit and we would just kind of develop a little bit more of a personal relationship. And so I feel like that kind of helped me transition into this role as a key account manager. So I support Michael on Meta and Kent on Google. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how I just fell into it. Well, you said that it was kind of an easy, you know, there's things that you brought from your previous role into this role, but what are some of the, I don't know if it's skills or if it's just maybe some of the backend insights that you had working in a more research focused role. Now you're on the sales side. What, how did that look for you? I think it's very beneficial that I was in the research role first because I kind of have a good understanding of the type of research that we're able to do specifically in CI, but just overall as a company. And when the clients come to us with their kind of research questions or their proposals, it's I feel like it's easier for me to say, oh, we did a study like this for this client. That kind of methodology would work well here. So I feel like that kind of helps just having the firsthand experience. Definitely. And what about you, Kylie? You probably had the most traditional trajectory here. And, yes. you know, how did you how'd you fare in the last three years? Yeah, so obviously there's been a lot of moving within the team for like Megan and um, Noah physically moving and within the team. Um, but yeah, I've I've stayed on a similar path within the Consumer Insights team and I'm working on similar studies, if not um, adding more types of research um, into like my repertoire. So I have enjoyed working on the Consumer Insights team and on the team, the team that I'm currently on, which is mostly technology clients. And so I've kind of just, I've stayed there, um, but I'm, I'm learning different things and learning more uh, every day that I am here. So I don't feel like anything is is stagnant. Got it. And as you've worked, so why don't you talk us through the different roles, like how you've moved up and kind of what each layer brought on? Yeah. So we started out as research associates. And again, that's entry level, um, minimal experience, if any, for that role. And then we transitioned into the role of SRA. And I think that was about a year and a half into our RA position. Okay. Um, so SRA is kind of just taking on more workload, taking on more on projects. So that could be being like the key contact for the client, that could be doing more analysis on the back end reporting, 
or managing um, the project from start to finish. So that's with operations and such. And now um, into the research manager role, this is taking on all of the things I've said before, and then also taking on more of a manager role with the new RAs who have been brought onto the team. Got it. And then what do the next steps look like if you continue on this path? Yeah, so those next steps are more kind of on selling products, I would say, and then also being the lead on the projects that you're working on. Got it. So one interesting thing, you know, especially with Kylie and Noah, you both, you know, started at the same spot, but ended up in, you know, different. You're now, Noah, dealing with one client specifically, and Kylie, you're working multiple clients. And I want to understand not what's better, but what, you know, what are the differences? What are the challenges or what are the pros of each scenario? So now let's start with you. Yeah, I can, I can speak to that a little bit. So the first year or so I was working with many different clients. It kind of felt somewhat like this revolving door of like new, new client, new business question, new industry, right? Like it was it was very spread out and diverse in that way and that was that was exciting especially coming in new and really having almost no experience with these different industries and then moving over <clears throat> and working just with one account working just, working just with microsoft it felt like there were there's pros and cons to it right like i liked the novelty however there's something to be said for well, i guess two things one there's something to be said for being able to have a very like deep relationship with clients that spans not just like six months or a year, but there's some clients that our team has been working with for like eight, 10, 15 years, which the level of trust there allows for a lot more autonomy in our team because they know that we're gonna produce solid data, good stories and insights and they let like, they let us do that. There's not the same micromanaging, um, which sometimes I think people get when the trust isn't there. So that was that's been really freeing in a lot of ways. And the second part is like Microsoft is huge, so it's not it is one client, but like I interact with like ten different clients on different brands, right? So it's it in that sense it is also kind of constantly changing and evolving. Great. And what about you, Kylie, someone who's working across multiple clients and working on different projects all at once? Yeah, I think what's nice having been at GFK for a little over three years now is that I have had some consistent clients that come back for these yearly studies and I am able to have these kind of relationships with the client that Noah was mentioning. And then I also get these one-off studies that come in and I get to learn about an industry that I knew nothing about previously and I always love learning so I find that really interesting and then also on the repeat studies I get to see how a brand or how something is changing over time so I'm kind of getting the best of both worlds of the new learnings and then also tracking how these brands are changing over the years. Great. I'm going to throw this out to all of you. What is the most surprising industry you've worked with? 
that you were like, wow, this is cool. Didn't expect to ever work with this client or this industry. You don't have to name names, but maybe the industry. Megan looks like she has an answer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have one for me. I have one for them. Um, I'll just say I know more about smartphones than I ever thought I would. Specific OS things and just in different markets too. Like I know a lot about smartphones now. That's awesome. I don't think I, I would know say. Enough. Yeah, I learned a lot about automotive in general. Cars. Um, I had never owned a car. It was just I used my parents' car, and now I know everything about cars. So I hit me that. up. <laughs> Now, any surprising or do, do those cover it? Uh, I don't know. Megan definitely hit the nail on the head with the most, <laughs> the, the one that I did not expect. I was going to know a lot about. So That's awesome. So one thing that we did touch on, you know, was creative versus analytical. Um, as far as the different types of marketing, traditional versus market research. But in general, what skills have you picked up over time in this role that have really served you well? And Megan, for you, like, you know, has served you in your new role. And also, what are some skills that you think a market researcher that's coming into this world should have? So, Kylie, let's start with you. The first thing that comes to mind is time management, um, especially from the CI side. We're running, I, I'm on five to seven projects at a time, and you're going to have to figure out how to manage your, your own time as well as um, let others like in on your, like what your priority is for the day or when they will get their report that they need like it's a lot about managing yourself and others to get the project done and also being transparent about um when the deadlines are and if you're going to be able to make those deadlines um is that something that you learned during your time at gfk or is that something that you think you had coming in hey I like to consider myself and have considered myself a very organized person, but I, this, I mean, working here has really put me to the test, and I think I've learned a lot about time management um, here especially. Great. What about you, Megan? What do you think? I agree 100% with Kylie that being organized is super important because, like, at first you get one project and it feels very manageable and things kind of fall into a pretty straight order. But once you have a couple projects with different timelines, it can get very messy if you're not very organized and keeping track of everything to make sure timelines are met and everything like that. So I definitely agree. Um, what I was thinking was the power of being concise. So whether you're writing headlines and just getting to the point of it, or in my role now when I email clients and I'm trying to reach out about new business and things like that, like no one wants to read a long paragraph about all of our offerings and everything like that. So I think it's very beneficial to know how to get your point across in just a few lines, um, whether it's summarizing data, reaching out to a client, just anything like that. You know, right now it's hard to keep people's attention so you want to just kind of be keep it short and sweet I love the concise thing because I think that rings true like all across marketing you know we're consistently marketing to current clients potential clients and it's how do we get their attention span in the two seconds that we do get from them and tell them everything we want to 
uh, right. without losing their attention. So that, that's great. Um, what about you, Noah? So, I mean, I think both the right Kylie and Megan covered big, like really big ones. So that's, yeah, I completely agree. The one thing I would add is, so like there's kind of these baseline skills that you just need to have to be able to do your job, right? Like PowerPoint, fluency, SPSS, Excel. So what like is SPSS for those that don't know, which is me? Okay, yeah, we use it. It's like essentially a statistics software tool that we funnel a lot of our data into and are able to then cut it, manipulate it, um, and like export out data easily with. Great. So, you know, as we're wrapping up here, I wanted to kind of think ahead, you know, what you guys really, I think as far as what skills someone should have and what they can expect to kind of fine tune or build upon as they, you know, go through their time in this role, you know, what in general, what advice would you give someone who's thinking about joining a market research company or a market research role? Uh, Noah, let's start with you. Uh, I think, I think it's a, a really strategic move to like start a career in market research, um, particularly because you can, it feels like an accessible industry to get into and to kind of within the span of two, three, four years, like feel as though you have a, like at least a decent sense of what you're doing. I think there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can start a career and it can take a lot more time to feel like you have footing. And I think that's really important to have that feeling early in a career and the confidence that that builds and the skills that are really transferable. They're great in market research, but they can also be used in a variety of different industries and careers. So it's, it's a great place to start. That's awesome. What about you, Megan? I agree. I personally wasn't completely sold on starting my career in market research. Like I said, I just didn't have the experience from like internships or anything like that. And I don't think I really understood what market research was at the time. I thought it was going to be more number crunching than actual like providing insights to the clients and all of that kind of fun stuff. So my advice would just be like, give it a try if you're even a little bit interested in it and just see how it goes. Um, there's just, I mean, we're great examples. Like there's so many different paths you can take and you can really like fine tune your path to your interests, I feel like, especially at GFK. So I would say just give it a try and see what's the worst that happens. <laughs> I agree, that's any career. <laughs> any Exactly. Kylie, <laughs> what about you? I would say just to be open to learning because I feel like in the first year here, like we really learned a lot from a lot of different people. Um, and if you're not open to learning about the industry as a whole and all of these like smaller industries that you're doing research in, then it might not be the best fit. Um, but definitely, yeah, be open to learning and keep in mind about where you can go within the industry. Got it. And on that same note, Kylie, where do you see yourself going? Really um, leg it on. <laughs> um, 
I'm not sure yet. <laughs> this is that's a good answer. I, I this is like a big question that I don't I have know. time to think about right now. It's early in the morning, and I thought that's what I'd hit you with. It's <laughs> of you, Anna. Um, I I'm not I'm not sure. I'm really enjoying where I'm at right now. I enjoy the clients that I have and the work that I'm producing. So I think I'm just gonna keep going with this and see where it takes me for now. <laughs> We'll do a follow-up in a year and see where you're at. And we'll replay oh this okay. answer for you. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> but what about you, Megan? Um, so I'm still learning my current role because I've only been in it for, I think, two months today. Um, so still trying to figure that out. But so far, I like it. Ultimately, I think I'd like to grow in the account role. Um, maybe, you know, get a couple of accounts of my own and just kind of see how I like that and potentially take that path. And if I end up not really liking it, maybe hopping back to Consumer Insights. <laughs> Just gonna see how, you know, it goes. But that's the great thing about GFK is I feel like it's pretty easy to hop around between different um, areas. Areas. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say industries, but that was wrong. No, that that's totally fair. And I think, you know, you're a great example of that you know, just because you started somewhere, you build from that and you're able to continue in that or grow into something. Um, Noah, what about you? Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's a little bit of a hard question because there's a, a lot just changes. Some of it's in your control, some of it's not in your control. Uh, I did just want to continue to be client facing. I think that's has been one of the more exciting parts of this career thus far and it's not always the case that like people who are just starting out or like even two or three years in are just like thrown in and are leading client meetings presenting to key stakeholders that gets me excited and i think that there's a lot more of that to come awesome well we'll replay that answer for you too next year um <laughs> on that note i want to thank all three of you to, for joining today. You know, I feel like I personally have learned a lot more about this role. I feel like, you know, marketing is so broad and there's just so many different areas and the market research industry specifically in the role is very interesting and it's consistently changing. So thank you for that. Um, I definitely want to continue the conversation and kind of see how, you know, what the next year, how you guys grow within your roles and, you know, where you end up here, um, which I'm sure we'll do. So. Thank you for joining and we'll catch everyone next time. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Thinking Ahead. For more information on today's topic, you can click the link in the description. And please make sure to leave us a rating and review. Let us know what you like about the show. And of course, if you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button to keep up to date with the latest insights. We'll see you next time so that you can keep thinking ahead.